have a black, I'm calling it black history moment. Are you going to work there? Uh, Princess Layla Chaney is. Y'all give her a hand because I say you got to come up here. She say, I know. History gives us the ability to stop and remember significant past events that have shaped the world in which we live. This is why every year, the month of February is designated as Black History Month. In 1926, Carter G. Woodson initiated Black History Month to raise awareness and acknowledge the accomplishments and influential experience of black men and women. By remembering and retelling their stories, we honor the courage and examples set by these individuals who humanitarian effects aided to black communities. Remember so that the next generation will see these memorial stones and the ridges of our African-American cultures and strive to make their own mark in history. Today, we give them the honor they are due. Thomas Jennings. Thomas Jennings was an inventor and businessman for New York. He was born in 1791 and lived until 1859. During his life, Jennings served as a leader in the civil rights movement in New York City. In, in 1821, Jennings became the first African American to be granted a patent. He invented a process called dry scoring, which was a method for cleaning clothes before dry cleaning was invented. Despite being in time of slavery, Jennings was a free man, so he was granted the patent after applying for it in 1820, being one of the first to sign an oath declaring himself a citizen so he could receive his patent. Jennings set the stage for many black inventors who later obtained intellectual prop property protection for their invention. James Edward McGill West. Born in Prince Edward County, Virginia in 1931, West an American inventor and accountant. He holds over 250 foreign and U.S. patents for the production and design of microphones and techniques for creating polymer for electrics. He is most well known for inventing the electric microphone, which has been instrumental in providing of low cost and high-performance audio capture for smartphone technology. James Edward Maggio West's career had a shocking start. At eight years old, he was electrocuted while plugging a broken radio into a ceiling outlet while standing on the brass footboard of his bed. But the surge didn't scare him. Instead, it pushed him to learn more about electricity. Frederick McKinley Jones. Frederick McKinley Jones was born in Cincinnati, Ohio on May 17, 1893 to a white father and black mother. His mother deserted him when he was a young child. His father struggled to raise him on his own. 
But by the time Frederick was seven years old, he sent young Jones to live with a priest in Kentucky. He was an American inventor and was inducted into the National Inventors, inventors Hall of Fame for inventing automatic, automatic refrigerators equipment. Jones received an engineering license for Minnesota and repaired machines in the Army during World War I. Jones eventually patented the portable refrigerator equipment invention. This invention was used for long-haul trips, trucks carrying food. Eventually, Jones found his own company, the U.S. Thermal Country Company, company which helped to keep food and medicine cold during the Second World War. In 1991, Jones was subsequently awarded the National Medal of Technology by President George H.W. Bush. Dr. Patricia Bath. Dr. Patricia Bath is a laser scientist and ophthalmologist in 1986. Dr. Bath invented the laser Baco, a device used to assist with cataracts in 1988. She patented this device, becoming the first African-American female doctor to receive a patent. In addition to the accomplishment, Dr. Bath was on was also the first African-American female to complete her ophthalmology residency in 1973 and was the first female faculty member in the Department of Ophthalmology at UCLA. George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver was an American agriculture scientist and inventor who promoted alternative crops to cotton and methods to prevent soil depletion. He was one of the most prominent black scientists of early 20th century. Mary Van Britton Brown. Mary Van Britton Brown was an American nurse and innovator. In 1966, she invented a video home security system along with her husband, Albert Brown an electronics technician. In the same year that they applied for a patent for their innovative security system, which was granted in 1969. Lewis Howard Latimer. Lewis Howard Latimer was an African-American inventor and patent draftsman. His inventions included an evaporative air conditioner an improved process for manufacturing carbon filaments for light bulbs and an improved toy system for railroad cars. Grenville Woods. Grenville Taylor Woods was an American inventor who held more than 50 pet patents in the U.S. He was the first African-American mechanical and electrical, electrical engineer after the Civil War Self-taught, he concentrated most of his work on trains and streetcars. Marky Dean. Marky Dean is an American inventor and computer engineer. He developed the ISA bus and led a design team for making a one gigahertz computer processor chip. He holds three of nine PC patents for being the co-creator of IBM personal computer release in 1981. Madam C.J. Walker. 
She is recorded as the first female self-made millionaire in American in the Guidance Book of World Records. Struggling financially, facing hair loss, and feeling the strain of years of physical labor, Walker's life took a dramatic turn in 1904. That year, she did not only begin using the African-American businesswoman Annie Turbo Malone's The Great Wonderful Hair Grower, but she also joined Malone's team of black women sales agents. A year later, Walk, Walker moved to Denver, Colorado, where she married 80 man Charles Joseph Walker, renamed herself Madam Say G. Walker, and with $1.25 launched her own line of hair products and straighteners for African-American women, Madams Walker's one for hair grower. So every Sunday um, for f these four Sundays, we're going to have uh, Black History Moments. It's, it's a lot. Of, we have a lot of riches, y'all. The one thing that, that she kept saying um, is that these people make sure they patent their stuff so it wouldn't get stolen. <laughs> patent, patent. One of them had 250 patents. It's like, let me make sure now. <laughs> There'll be some stuff going on. Y'all ready? Yeah. After everybody done preached on my behalf this morning. I, I love that, though. I really do. We team together. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 46, verses 8 through 13. I want to encourage you this morning that you got to look at this what, what is taking place here through your spirit as much as possible because this this text right here the in the, in the entire Isaiah is is powerful and uh, but this text right here along with the the entire book is is talking about um, an invasion that's about to happen and the more you fight it the more you fight against yourself the more you going you you eventually gonna get tired of yourself and you are going to give in so he start in this text right here, he's preparing them. He's preparing Israel because Israel is in Babylonian captivity. And he uses all these books. He used the prophet Isaiah to uh, prepare them for uh, freedom. See, we talking about going deeper. When you go deeper, this thing is, 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 is about you, ab about us um, learning to live in freedom, learning how to own it. So he's preparing them um, for freedom. They're getting ready to escape. Isaiah uh, 46, verses 8 through 13. Verse 8 read, Remember this, and show yourselves men. Bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. Uh, remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done, meaning you ain't over with yet, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do 
all my pleasure. Verse 11, calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executed my counsel from a far country. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it, and I will also do it. In other words, there is nothing can stop it. Verse 12, hearken, listen unto me, ye stout-hearted that are far from righteousness. This thing is full, full of uh, cheat sheets. He says, when your heart is stout, so when you stout-hearted, you far from rights. We ain't together. <laughs> we, we ain't in right relationship. Verse 13, I bring my righteousness. He says, I'm bringing it with me. It shall not be far off, and my sh salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion. Oh, God. For Israel, my glory. Y'all, y'all here, y'all with me this morning. Y'all, y'all ready? So, so my topic of conversation is the gods. Yeah, yeah. I wrote it on my paper. The first God is a liturgy. I understand the point thing. So the gods you carry versus the God who carries you. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we bless you and we honor you. We give you praise. We lift you up higher and higher in this place. Have your way within me, God. Speak a word of life that's going to change us, that's going to cause us to view, to see, to perceive ourselves in the light that you have already said regarding our lives. We bless you and we honor you. In Christ's name, let every heart say amen. 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 Let me fix my iPad so it won't go off. Yes. Yeah, we, we, we in a time now, this thing, uh, it, the, when I was uh, preparing um, um, and just studying this text, um, a lot of, um, of, I began to, to see where we are now, and it's like, oh my God, that's what's taking place now. That's, that's, that's what's going on now, and it, this invasion, because this, this invasion, he was preparing Israel for, uh, to escape uh, slavery, and so so the invasion was uh, was not a gonna, not against Israel. So 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 what I'm saying, the invasion was more about freeing Israel. Woo, so 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 in this text, Isaiah, his name signifies understanding of truth that deliverance, abundant supply, spirituality, and all the other forms of good come to man through the Christ, the higher self, the spiritual I am. It is our higher self which discerns the truth and the real character of spiritual man and fearlessly proclaims or announces or declares from within spiritual understanding. God, by way of prophet Isaiah, is releasing his plan to deliver his people out of captivity. God, through truth, is preparing his people for deliverance by influencing them to detest the idols and return to their faith in their own God. Y'all don't hear me this morning. I said, through the prophet Isaiah, through truth, He's influencing his children to say, I'm getting ready to bring you out. But here's the, uh, the, uh, 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 the contingency to you coming out is that you got to detest your idols, your idol gods that you have carried around and that you have declared that was me and that was not, that was a lie, it was false and it was fake. These was the gods in the Babylonian system. 
Israel is in captivity in Babylonia. Babylonia means the gate of Baal. It means confusion, chaos, vanity, nothing. It means dysfunction. It means you have come up in your own mind who you think I am and what the experience is and what your life really means. You have come up with your own conclusion. And I'm getting ready to deal with them. But you the one got to detest it. You got to say, I'm God. Woo. You got to declare it out your own mouth of truth. He says, you want out of this dysfunction. You want out of this chaos and confusion. The only thing I'm coming to get you, truth, is coming to get you. Woo. But you the one got to say, this right here is a lie. And this right here is the truth. That means that's the work you got to do. You got to deal with what we were talking about this morning. You got to de- You got to watch it come up on you, and then you got to declare what it is. And what you say it is, it's going to determine whether or not you walk free or you stay bound. And I'm trying to get you to understand the power, meaning ability, that lies on the inside of you. We keep bowing down to ghosts. We keep bowing down to smoke, which has no power, no ability to hurt harm, hurt or harm us. But in this state of confusion, understand what I'm saying. You are always on the throne. In this state of dysfunction and confusion, help to you means I give you the money, I give, I give you things. You're the center. If I have this, this is really what's going to help me. What God, what Isaiah is saying to these people is this, is that you know the manifestation of creation, but you don't know creator. So in this situation, help to you is give me the tangible things. Spiritually, help means let me uh, let me align your thinking in your heart, return your heart back to me, so that you'll choose what needs to come to you, and you won't have to be like a slave and sell what is given to you. Cause folks will give to you and talk about you. But when you want out, you say, you know what? I'm going to use that as a cheat sheet. Whew. I'm having to accept what you give me versus what I give myself. Because if I ever give myself love, if I ever give myself, I I live a life poured out. I don't live a life of consumption. I don't see need lack. So take heed. This is the purpose of our cleansing, our turning over our soil and bringing everything to light, confronting real issues. Because if you don't kill your ego and your self-preservation, you will not be able to know or perceive you are free. You You will not know you have arrived at the place prepared for you. Matthew says it like this. Jesus says to his disciples, whoever wants to, uh, wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. That don't mean you're going to die 
a physical death, but you will be dead spiritually. So if, if, if you want to save the life that you have, you're going to lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. That's powerful. The cross is necessary. The place of mental suffering and travailing. God, through Isaiah, through truth, tells Israel what will become of these idols when he's free. That's the beginning that when, when he frees them. Because that's the beginning of this chapter. Because in the Babylonian system, they was using the idols to scare them, to say they going to get you. They going to do that, that, that. This is going to happen to you, causing them to be in fear. So if God says something, I ain't going to move because, I first of all, I don't trust what God is saying because this right here is saying I'm going to die. I'm not going to make it. What if I fail? And so we paralyze ourselves with our own thinking, and we are frozen, and we won't move. Why? Because, see, I know what idols will do for me. Nothing. Yeah. So keep in mind, these idols was physical images, y'all. They was physical gods. They were the physical manifestation of imagination. Work must be done within our thoughts because our thoughts have become images, have become pictures, and we're able to see a mental picture of what we're looking for in the three-dimensional world. So here it is. The thoughts in the Babylonian system is confusion. The picture, my imagination is confused, but I do see an image of the confusion, and then I start looking Within this three-dimensional world, what I see and what I have heard, oh, God, what I think and the mental picture that comes with it. So Isaiah says in verse 1 and 2, don't be afraid of the gods of Babylon, which was Baal and Nebo. Y'all need to go check them out. They were a trip. They will bow down in defeat and will, and will be taken away into captivity on the backs of weary animals. Nebo and Baal were, were, were the imagination, the thoughts and the imagination of his children because they had walked away from relationship with God in search of their own dreams and their own goals. He says, Isaiah says, don't be afraid of them because when the invasion happened, they're the ones that are going to be taken away into captivity on the backs. I will defeat them, and they're going to be taken away in captivity on the backs of weary animals. Take heed. The destruction will come, and then arise will happen suddenly. Y'all don't hear me this, this morning. I said destruction will come. It's going to look like an inv Yeah. But uh, a, a rising is going to take place at the same thing when you perceive it that this is the invasion that I need to take place for me to rise. You got to keep it. So I need to tear it all up. But here's the kicker behind that. If I tear it up and you go put it back with your own hands, I am coming to tear it up. Because this is about you rising. Baal, 
verse 1 say, bow down. That word bow has T-H after, means continually. To, it's, it, it means, Baal name means to descend from a higher place to a lower place. Metaphorically, it means to fall under judgment and come under condemnation. This is how you have fallen uh, into, uh, under judgment and into condemnation, and you don't see yourself as you, as you should. But John 316, 317 says, I sent my son not in the world to condemn it, to declare it unfit, but I sent my son through that, that through him it might be saved to bring back its beauty. Its beauty. So what part of the world, what's your world looking like? Had this thought when I was thinking, when I was studying this. And then I put on Facebook, Jesus, the firstborn of many brethren. Are you a brethren? Because when you're in the family, when you know you're in the family, I ain't saying I did everything right. But everything is as it should be. But when you know you're in the family, I know one thing. This trouble is not condemnation or judgment. It's not based on what I did or did not do. This thing is an invasion. Why? Because I am living in a place beneath who I really am. Nebo, stupid. Meaning this thing going to happen continually. Meaning what? This is not a one-hit wonder. We're we, we going to win this victory right here, and then as we grow and develop and move to explore the more on the inside of us, we know what it looks like the next time, so we won't be standing there trying to fight against our own self. Nebo means to crush completely. That is to shatter, to break in pieces our hearts meaning bruise, meaning blackout or damage. So Nebo was the scribe of the heavens and recorded all the earthly and heavenly events. And Baal came and proclaimed what Nebo wrote, transcribed, Pharisees and the scribes. So, so, so this is why these jokers together. Nebo wrote it according to what he saw with his natural eye, and Baal proclaimed it. Oh, God. There's thought. There's imagination. And then it flew out the mouth of. And this is the place that God people found themselves. This is the reason it has to be an invasion. Why? Because you are living beneath who you really are. I sent my son. Who is the son? We are. To rebuild this thing. You have carried them. The first part of this chapter talks about how they was burdens. They was burdensome. And you have carried these things around long enough. They can't deliver themselves and they can't deliver us. They, they carry us and, and, and they carry us and them into captivity. Captivity. Verse 3 and 4 says this. Isaiah says, listen to me, says the Lord, O house of Jacob. And all the remnant, what is left of, uh, 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 I've been carrying you from day one. It's time to put these things down. I've been carrying you these thoughts, this knowledge, and this image that's not like me. That you keep proclaiming because that's what you see, that's what you perceive, and that's what you know. Say, I keep on, he says in verse 3 and 4, listen to me, says the Lord, O house of Jacob, in the remnant. 
of thee. I, I'm the one been carrying you from the day you were born. And I'll keep on carrying you when you're old. I'll be there bearing you when you're old and gray. I've done it and will keep on doing it. Carrying you on my back. Saving you house of Israel. You who have been carried by me from your birth. And have been carried in my arms from the womb. In other words, you have picked up something that you are carrying that's burdening you, that's wearing you out, that's got you tired, that got you running around the mountain. And it can't move, it can't live, it can't do nothing for you. You have to do it all for yourself. And in the Babylonian system, do you know they put these bad boys on the back of animals and had, had parades, parading them around? Okay, we talked about them. What you parading around? What you putting on display? He says, it's time. Them things can't do nothing. This is how I'm going to save you, and this is what I like about scriptures. Because if you study, meditate, study, stay in the vein, pray, you'll get spiritual uh, understanding uh, uh, of what God is saying. Uh, uh, in, in these texts, and he says, this is how I'm going to save you. He said it in chapter 45. He said, uh, God is preparing Cyrus for the invasion and destruction of, of Babylon. God is not preparing Cyrus to destroy you. You belong to him. He's saying you don't carry these things around within you long enough, and it's I'm coming for that. Why? Because you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the place where I dwell. You are me in the flesh, and I want my space back. Cyrus names signifies the sun, rays of sun. The Lord stirred up, mean awakened his spirit with the rays of sun. Cyrus was stirred, so he started acting in a way contrary to he, what he was usually accustomed to. Cyrus was the king that did not know God. But God chose him to go deliver his people. He said, that's all right. I just need use of you. Why? Because there's something on the inside of you. It's called the sun. It's called the sun rays that's going to do this thing. I just need availability. How is that? I'm glad you asked. He began to proclaim that he had been divinely appointed to build a house for the Lord of Jerusalem. You better hear me in the prophetic. I'm going to stir you up by way of the rays of sun, or we call it the Christ within us, until you proclaim that you have been divinely appointed to build the house of God. And when I tell you I'm not going to let you go, you go, you go, you, it's going to look like an invasion. It's going to look like what? Trouble. Woo. You better hear me. Because I am telling you it's on its way. But it's coming from within. I'll talk about that a little later. So, so, so they got to looking at Cyrus like, what in the world? 
because Cyrus ain't never said nothing about God. And as a matter of fact, chapter 45, call him a heathen. Yeah, I like them people that people say I'll never be nothing. God can't, can't use you. That ain't God. Them the people he going after because the ones that are saying that, they think they God. They think they have made it already. They don't even see an evasion go take place on them after a while. Isaiah, truth, started bragging on itself in the message, chapter, uh, uh, verse 5, back to chapter 46, verse 5 through 7. He says, so to whom you will compare me? This is God. He, Isaiah is saying, this is what God is saying. To whom can you compare me to? I'm incomparable. Who, God, can you picture, imagine me without reducing me? Oh, God, people with a lot of money hire craftsmen to make them gods. The craftsmen deliver the God, and they kneel and worship it. They carry it around in holy parades, and then take it home, put it on the shelf, and there it sits day in and day out. A dependable God always right there where you want, where you put it. Can, uh, say anything you want to it, and it never talks back. And it never does anything. Talking about vain and empty. You mean I got to carry you around. You can't even show up unless I bring you with me. You can't even talk back to me. That's me standing there talking to myself, saying, uh, 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 God, I can do what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And I told you because you ain't going to tell me that, that you belong to me. You ain't going to say nothing back to me. Why? Because you don't have the ability. So what's happening is, is we are, we are questioning ourselves, acting like we're questioning God, and then turn around giving us the answer we want because our idols can't answer back. Said it was all right, tell you. <laughs> so God says, we're in a good place, y'all, I'm telling you. He says this in verse 8. He says, after he, Isaiah have said, can't nobody compare to me, and let me tell you what's going to happen to you when I invade. I ain't coming for you. I'm coming to reveal you. I'm coming to, to restore you. I'm coming after your idols. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't let nobody tell you you you, you ain't nothing you because you, you don't made some decisions or choice and and God, and God can't can't use you and all this stuff. You got to start perceiving and and, and, and and say you know what? Can't hit time. I'm done listening at you telling me who I am. God says if I allow this invasion to take place, I'm gonna know who I am because I'm gonna know Him. I'm gonna perceive who I am. Why? Because I'm gonna perceive Him. So verse 8 say, remember this, and show yourselves, men, bring it again to mind, O ye transgressors. He says, repent, restore your memory of me, because you have error. Mean transgressors meaning that you have placed yourself in thought that goes against who I am and who you are. It ain't no bad word. You, you don't cross over into a, a law that does not suit your identity. 
and, 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 and in order for you to stay there, you had to come up with thoughts regarding what's happening outside of you and then come up with a picture, your image that goes along with the thought and then say it, that was me. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, you, you don't crossed over into some strange language, into a strange land in your mind that goes against who you, who I am and goes against who you are. You have wandered off from me in your heart. I am no longer the fountain that springs forth in you as your thoughts, your desires, your love, and your purposes. Oh, God. Isn't that amazing? I mean, that's somebody that says, I'm coming to get you because I see myself in you and, and, and I got to have you back. You tell me that ain't love. Not only do I got to have you, I want you. Verse 9, remember the former things are old, for I am God. Remember the exit from Egypt. Do, do you remember the Red Sea experience? Make it personal right here. Do you rem remember when I could have really, end, it could have really been the end? He says, for I am God. I am God. And there is no other. I am God and there's none like me. He says, I am God and there is none else. So if there is none else, where did these idols come from? Hmm? Hmm? There's preaching over there. I hear it. I am God and there's no other. He says, I have declared the end from the beginning. And you guys, that's why I was saying about take your time and study and take your time and start praying when, when regarding these scriptures and texts. Whatever it is that you are doing for God, consult God. That means you got to begin to worship. That means you, got, you need to meditate. Why? Because you don't need no missed signals on, inside of you. Because this right here, he says, I have declared from the, the ending from the beginning. Meaning what? My plan has always been on display. He said, here's the plan. There's no secret. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, from old time, and what is still to come. Nothing has ever happened or will happen that God did not purpose to happen. This thing right here, and I thought Pruitt was going to take off and teach it uh, uh, Wednesday night, but he didn't thank God. But he quoted Isaiah 45 and 7. When Isaiah told the children of Israel, I formed the light and create the darkness. I make peace and create evil. I, the Lord, do all these things. So where does all these idols come from? Because we can't equate with, because we have equated the things that we have encountered as bad. And so we'll say there's no way that God can allow these things in my life. And Isaiah said, oh, yes, he did. Yeah. Nothing but it is an error. I formed and I create. I formed and I created. Oh, Lord. He says, I control history. Man, when I tell you God is beating his chest this morning, he's like, let me tell y'all. Because I'm going for what? My children. I'm going for my pride and my workmanship. My purpose will stand. And I will do all that I please, meaning I deliberate with myself and do whatever I want to do. So that, co that consultation that, that we, we do with ourselves, 
but but we talking to the idol. That's who we are. But you got to learn how to talk with your true self. You got to learn to talk with truth, with the knowledge, the Christ consciousness on the inside of you. Verse 11 says, I'm calling a ravenous bird from the east. And then he said, the man that executed my counsel from a far country. He's comparing that that's on the inside of you, the sun, the ray, the rays of sun to a ravenous bird. If we don't deal with the counsel of the idols, it blinds us or it interrupts the flow of my word from within. That's, that, that's the reason why we got to deal with real issues. Why? Because when he sent, when trouble come, we got to know what to give up and we got to know what to hold on to. Well, it's not really trouble. It's more about transition. It's more about transformation. It's more about your awakening. It's more about you evolving. Because he says, I have ancient, I've said it, I knew the ending uh, uh, from the beginning, and that I, it ain't finished. That means my word is expanding. So if I don't deal with me, I don't get to elevate. If you don't, if you don't, get, if you don't do the work in the second grade, you repeat second grade, you don't get to go to third. So if we don't deal with the counsel of our idols, it's going to blind, it's going to interrupt, it's going to cause a rift of the flow, the expansion of the word within. See, you are surprised by what's happening in your life because you're blind to the plan. Although God has laid it out in prophet Isaiah, and I'm telling you, there's no need for fear. So deal with fear, how fear entered your consciousness. And then you gave a picture to it. You got to deal with that. You got to deal with your issues. You got to deal with your low self-esteem. You got to deal with your depression. You got to deal with your ego and your over, because uh, confidence and uh, 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 what's the, uh, the synonym to confidence? Arrogance. You gotta deal with your arrogance. I mean, you gotta, you gotta humble yourself down. Why? And and just ride out this thing. Live it is what I'm saying. We take we take ourselves too serious in in our humanity. That's how we end up in our in Babylonian and confused and disoriented and making these decisions, causing these Category Five hurricanes in our life. Because we ain't made it to the point of I'm just being used. <laughs> it's just the use of me. He don't need me on display. He just need him on display in me. In the air, yeah. That's a, that's a hard one right there, ain't it? So Isaiah Truth is comparing Cyrus, sun, the ray of sun, the awakening of spirit to a ravenous bird, a bird of prey on the hunt. And he says, it's coming, it's being called from the east. East is very significant. East is symbolic from within. It's metaphorically from within. This ray of sun, this sun is coming within you. So you got to deal with your idols, your outside gods that you are carrying so the God inside of you can carry you. You, you want some lightweight? You want, you, you want your burdens relieved? He said, Cyrus is coming to execute 
And not only is Cyrus coming to execute, he compares him to a bird that's on prey, that's out for his prey. That's, look, I'm hungry. Let me circle. Let me circle around and see the things that I, I want to eat, the things that I want to consume. Oh, God, and I'm going to leave no rock unturned. I ain't trying to scare you, but Cyrus is coming in the metaphorically, in the spiritual realm. He said he's coming within you, and his plan is going to be executed. Executed means performed. It means complete my counsel from a far country, meaning this, that that that's on the inside of you is not like that that you see outside of you. But if you want to see something from the far country outside of you, you better allow Cyrus to come in and execute my plan. I got to perform it in me before it can be as me and before it can be through me. See, we immediately go try to and regurgitate the preach word. No, this thing, the far country is an original word. Execute. That means every place in our heart that have been separated from the, an intimate spiritual relationship with our father, Cyrus, the ray of sun, is looking to find it. And it's going to look like trouble. It's going to look like it come to take you out. It's going to look like it's come to kill you. And it is. It's coming so that you die to that dysfunction and craziness that does not allow you to be of sound mind. He's also referencing Isaiah 45 and 3. This is the treasure of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou may know that I, the Lord, summon you by name. What are you saying, Isaiah? Isaiah, this is the only route. It ain't, if you come any other way, you're considered as a thief and a robber. This is the only, inside of you is the only route that Cyrus is going to come and execute the plan. It ain't nothing you can do about it. So you're going to work outside of you or you're going to work inside of you. You choose this day who you're going to serve. Because we are serving. We are bound down to idols that are killing us and wearing us down and put us on display to look like fools. That stuff don't give us no life. Why you think we try to sneak around? We slid around to try, try not to be, got to see who's watching. That is why. That's what idols cause you to do. Can I do it? Yeah, I can do it. And then we go to. Because our inner man, we know within us this is not what I should be doing. But, but because I'm a slave to it, I serve somebody. <laughs> it's either the idol gods that I'm carrying or the God that is carrying me. I serve some, somebody is using me.
He says, this, the, he, Isaiah called our darkest hours treasure. He says, this is the treasure of darkness and its hidden riches of secret places in us. That thou may know that I, the Lord, summons you by name. And the only way you're going to know is that you allow this invasion to take place and you're going to begin to see the treasures in the darkness. You're going to begin to see that that's God and it's been God the entire time and he's calling me by my name. He said, I've said it. I'm going to most certainly do it. I planned it, and, and so it is good as done, sign God. So he says, after saying all this in verse 12, he says, so you better listen to me. All of y'all heart that's not in the right place. You fall off from what I just said. You don't know, that's me calling you. You can't discern the, the, the riches in the darkness. You can't discern. That's me because you cannot see, because you cannot perceive, because you don't know. That's me. So I got to put away my idols so that I can hear, hear me, listen to understand and not listen to give an answer. You are stop hearted. That means your heart is perishing or lying in ruin undeveloped. You are, not in, you, are, you are not in a state of harmony that is recognized in consciousness throughout the right use of your God-given attributes. Listen. He says, I bring my righteousness, which clearly states I'm not in righteousness if Cyrus is bringing it. Ooh, that cut there. That cut right there, didn't it? If Cyrus is bringing it and he's on his way, you have to stand back and say, I'm not in right standing. That my heart need fixing is undeveloped. That my heart is not right. My motives are not pure. You, you, you want to know when your motives are not pure? When you want to be on display. When you want what you want. When, when you get the car. When you get the house. When you get the job. This God. This God. This God. When you get the degree. This God. He says, when you can go through the darkness and design the treasure that's in there, and that's me, that's me. So Cyrus is on his way. Your freedom, your deliverance is not thee. Salvation is not delayed. The resurrection of my children to their divine image and likeness. That's what salvation is. Our original character and nature is not on hold. It's near. This freedom that's coming is in the invisible. It is happening within me. And the scripture says, can the visible say to the invisible, why have you made me such? In other words, God don't have a problem with what he made. He says, I place salvation in Zion. Zion symbolizes spiritual consciousness. The Hebrew original meaning meaning highest point. Zion is synonymous with the city of God and its place that God resides. 
So in other words, I place my salvation, I, I, I place my, my uh, uh, Zion, salvation in Zion. Zion, your rebirth, your revival, your restoration, your renewal is not on hold. It is granted, it is given to you in Zion. Israel is given to you where? In Zion. And where is Zion? Y'all quiet today. That's all right. My glory, my doxa, meaning our oneness with God, in all creation. Woo! I, I said, I, I, if I get to this place, the glory, the doxa, I'm one with God and I'm one with creation. I don't have no problem with you. I see you as I see myself. The, this is the most glorious, celebrated, and bright condition. The most exalted state when Cyrus, the sun rays, the sun appears suddenly. When we are awakened to our, our spirit, which means this, it's been there the entire time. But when you are worshiping other idols, the smoke, when you're in a place of OPEC, where you're confused and you don't know, you don't know that I've been there the entire time. But once you start dealing with and eradicating the smoke, the confused state of, of, of thought, I will appear. been there the entire time. Do y'all hear me this morning? Who are powerful people that got to give up what they've been carrying so they can be carried. Although they've been carried the entire, it's been God the entire time. So we're done parading around the idols. We're done parading around having uh, 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 consulting and counseling with our own self. The, the Psalms 1 says, the, uh, the ungodly are not, uh, are not so that you need to seek godly counsel because ungodly counsel is like the wind, that the, uh, like the chaff, which is like is equivalent to the ashes when after you done grilled and, and, and charcoal has been burnt down to ashes. It, it, it's equivalent to that. He said the wind come in and blow that away. And no substance. So if you want it to appear in you, you got to perceive it that's that, that is what it is. In order to do that, to see treasures in the darkness, that's powerful. We've been taught to run from the darkness. We've been taught it's evil, it's bad. And here Isaiah saying, you got to perceive it. It's treasure in there. Cyrus is in there. But you got to do one thing. Because you can be in a place of richness, and if your mind says it ain't so, that's equivalent to being hungry in the grocery store. You can't perceive that you can eat. When you have that on the inside of you to come forth, you'll realize that that's your help. You never needed money, houses, cars, and land. You never needed tangible things to be who you are. You needed that that's on the inside of you 
And it's from that place when you center yourself, your heart, love, you begin to choose what to buy. You begin to choose who to be in relationships with. Your life, your journey will become strategic because you'll be able, your spirit within you will speak and you'll know that I should partner with you about my business. I know that I should partner with you about whatever the case may be. I start being strategic. I won't sit there and go after folks that, 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 uh, 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 that gonna um, pat me on the back and tell me how good I am. I start drawing to myself the people that's gonna help me pursue this vision that I see on the inside of me, that I get it, I get in a hurry about, about, I only have so much time here in this three-dimensional world, so I need to get this thing out of me. And I start to hunt so that they'll know that he's God. I'll start to hunt to know so that y'all will know it ain't been nobody but him the entire time. I start to hunt. I start the journey, the real journey. The other one was just rocky. The other one was just, just foggy. And because I was trying to put myself on display. But the Bible didn't say that when Donna show up, they're going to say it's God. They're going to see my work. From my work and declare it's God. From the light that's shining and say that's God. I just need to know within he calling my name. That's the only validation I need. Ooh, let me drink me some water. Am I making my point this morning? Do y'all have any questions this morning? you understand it? Let him invade. Let it all fall apart. Take your hands off of it and watch it fall, watch it appear. It ain't falling, it's gonna suddenly if you can discern it, know it. See it, it'll show up in you. Treasures in the darkness. This secret place that I need to go within myself. And I won't need no help, I'll become help. I won't be asking y'all for nothing. I'll be giving. This is the God that have the the cattle on a them black them black Angus cows. That's money. They walk around eating grass, but when when you can see spiritually, you see that cat. That that's on the inside of you, that's in the dark, that's cash. See, see, y'all understand cash. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I ain't saying that's money in you. You, you learn how to use money. 
you learn how to be in re relationship with people. Yo, our relationship, we ain't got to be besties. This is about pushing this in me that I know that I perceive. And all it's going to say is God. I just need to know he called me by my name. And once you know that, that's all the valid. You don't go ask. Well, Rhonda, I heard within me, I'm going to write a book. You think I'm an author? You don't tell me what I want. Key? Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you. Yeah. That's when the fakeness comes. Keisha, I heard within me. By the way, I saw my book about three weeks ago, so it's going to happen this year. I saw the physical book. So, so Keisha, uh, I saw within me, I live. Y do I, you know, I come from the project, you know. My mom, single mom, single home, poverty. We didn't have much. You, you, do I look like an author? Keisha didn't say what I want to hear. Stephanie? Can you tell it from the outside that I'm an author? Huh? Because I, I got two children with two different last names now. Do I look like it from the outside? You can't see my thoughts, can you? You can't see my dreams. You can't see my knowing. Once I get there, I need to come in agreement with it. God and me, majority. I don't ask y'all permission for nothing. That's the reason why I am the pastor that I am. Because once you come in alignment with it, can't say that, Tracy. I say it like this. Who, who am I to tell you? Who am I to hold you here for my use? And it is, some may have to leave and some may not. Who am I to say? Because the Bible says this, that is God, the spirit, that come in agreement with our spirit and tell us we his child. He ain't said nothing about me. See, God name. Y'all seen the episode of Martin when he was trying to direct something? He said his name was all over it. I wrote it, Martin directed it, I wrote it, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm starring in it, although he had Gina Tumman, them trying to do something, and cut! <laughs> My name on this. Who, I'm trying to discover to make sure I hear my name. And when he got ready to do the show, they were throwing tomatoes at him. Then he said, y'all, y'all forgive me. Can I get y'all? Because they say, let's, let's go help this fool out. Y'all, come, come on. But before his name was on it, he said, this program say written by Martin, starring Martin, directed by Martin, my name on it. But who am I? My job is to tell you you got it. My job is to tell you it's an invasion taking place that's going to look like trouble. And this thing ain't based on what we look on the outside. You better lose that sight. You miss out on good people. 
I want the five. I want six foot five, six abs, six figure, driving a Mercedes, and get that ninja home. And he Freddy Krueger. I couldn't tell from that because I'm looking from. I'm just using it as an excuse. I mean, using it as an example. I ain't talking about nobody. Get, then get Freddy Krueger home. <laughs> and then I'm too shamed and embarrassed to come back and tell y'all <laughs> I got Freddy at the house. <laughs> uh, y'all Freddy in there. All right, take it personal. Uh, I got the bride of Chucky in me. Her face turned green and her head starts spinning. That's a great place to start. Because I can't change Freddy Krueger, but I can change my bride of Chucky. <laughs> it's a great place to start. So I'm trying to tell you, it's treasures in the dark. It's an evasion taking place. So when God, we live a life poured out. We don't live a life of consumption. And when you come into alignment with how powerful you are, meaning uh, the ability you have, that's the only validation you need. Because you can hear, you can sense, you can know, oh, he's saying that's me. And I'm saying I worship him because I identify myself with what he said. So that's what we're pushing for. I need y'all to know. Proceed. I need you to push forward. These idols, they bowing and stooping. They don't have the ability. They, they going in captivity with your idol thoughts. You no longer have to carry them around. You only carry them when your ego is on the throne. When you fix your jacket, church store, <laughs> and you come in here and sit on the front row, cross your legs, you can proceed, you may proceed. This part of right here don't start a spirit show up. We, we need to stop getting this stuff twisted. If you don't know nothing else, it's about the use of us. Can't use that example. Whew. Never mind. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, you you went and and um and I went to Zach. We went to Zaxby last night, and Zaxby put my food in the plate. And once I consumed the food, I threw the plate away. The plate was what. And once I got my food out of there, see, I know how to act. Y'all got it? It's the use of you. That's it. Yeah, I almost, yeah. I almost messed up my pastorship. <laughs> so do you have questions? I got time. Because when I go home and lay down, it's, I got to take a nap. I, do you have questions? Do you understand it's time to give up the heavy load? 
and take on the weight that you were born to carry. You were born to carry this. You like this. I'm telling you, and this ain't based on nobody but you and God. See, we got to get that part right first, right relationship. We're going to always be fighting the air. You guys are some powerful beings, every last one of you, that has been chosen by God. See, we got to take what humanity definition of great and success, we got to take that off the table. Because my humanity say I be seen. You, you see all these degrees I got? You see this house I got? You see this car? When you learn who you are, you just learn I need the degrees because I need the knowledge because I'm pushing forward. I need to stay in the house because we need houses to stay in. I, I'm using it while I'm here. That's why I leave it. Because I no longer need the house. I no, no longer need the car. I can't even dress myself at that point. See, that's when you back the naked and unashamed. They're like, child, y'all put me on what y'all want to put me on. I'm out. No questions. Everybody good. All right. Renata asked me to pray for her and thyroid. Yeah. Come on up.